Good afternoon, and welcome to Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet. This is your host, Cindy McGurl, bringing you the music of jazz drummer Paul Modian. Music he created, music he inspired, and music he was inspired by. And here at WRFR, Community Radio, Rockland, Maine, I'd like to thank my sponsors for the show, the Dowling Walsh Gallery and Curator in Rockland and Rockport Automotive. Um, today's show is pre-recorded for June 15th, 2020. Uh, we're still not going into the studio because of the coronavirus. And um, I hope everyone is uh, staying safe. For me, that means staying home as much as possible, wearing a mask when I go out. Today's show is early Palmodian influences, around 1950. And um, we all know in the jazz world that without black musicians, jazz wouldn't exist. Palmodian was profoundly influenced by black musicians and highly regarded the greatness of their playing. And I just want to say that I do believe that the systematic racism in this country is absolutely horrifying. And I do support the Black Lives Matter movement. And I hope that we can change things. Um, It seems so ingrained and it's been going on for so long, but um, do some, I've been trying to do some listening to people of color and also looking back at my own life and seeing ways where if I had been a person of color, my life could have been very different for the worse, um, just because of the way people are treated. Uh, here in Maine, we have very few people of color, so um, we're not, we don't really see a lot of it um, right in our faces, but um, if you really listen and look, it's there. I'm going to start off the show with the cut Denial by Miles Davis from his album Dig, a 1951 recording on Prestige with Miles Davis on trumpet, Sonny Rollins on tenor sax, Jackie McLean, alto sax, Walter Bishop, piano, Tommy Potter on bass, and Art Blakey on drums. ¶¶ 
That was Dig by Miles Davis from his album of the same name, recorded on October 5th, 1951 in New York City. And before that, we heard Denial from the same album. Miles Davis, Sonny Rollins, Jackie McLean, Walter Bishop, Tommy Potter, and Art Blakey. And I picked out the tunes today um, from reading Paul Modian's unpublished autobiography. And this is from a chapter titled New York. So for a little background, um, Paul graduated high school in January of 1949. And then he enlisted in the Navy on November 15th, 1950. And he served in the Navy until September 15th, 1954. New York. My first trip to New York was in the late 40s, 1948 or 49. I believe now that it was actually in the early part of 1950. I drove to New York. I still had the used car, a 1938 Plymouth, that my father had bought for me on my 16th birthday. Traveling with me was Achille Rossi, a friend from high school and an aspiring musician, a wonderful, talented clarinet player. The four-hour drive from Providence was uneventful except for the one breakdown about halfway. The fan belt broke, and we had to push the car uphill to a nearby gas station for repairs. We finally made it to the big city, parked the car in a lot on 34th Street, and checked in at the YMCA next door. Trying to drive around in New York was impossible even then. I couldn't believe the traffic. We didn't stay in New York very long, only one or two days. So Paul made a note on one of his drafts. Birdland opened in December 1949. I think that's why he revised the date of his first trip to New York to 1950. More from the book. We went to Birdland. It was packed with people. The band was Miles Davis, along with the famous and one of the best trumpet players at that time, Fats Navarro. His nickname was Fat Girl, but he was really skinny. His clothes looked big on him. His jacket sleeves were so long they almost covered his hands as he played the trumpet. I didn't know he was sick. He died at age 27 in July of 1950. July 7, to be exact, only a few months after I got to see and hear him. J.J. Johnson was in the band, along with Bud Powell, and I thought the drummer was Max Roach. But when I described that incredible evening to Art Blakey many years later, he told me it was him playing drums that night and not Max Roach. It was the greatest beep, fantastic music. The bass player may have been Tommy Potter or Curly Russell. Some of the best musicians of that era, all in the same band. Next, we'll hear from Fats Navarro and his Thin Men from Going to Minton's a 1947 recording. And this is the song of the same title written by Fats Navarro. And his Thin Men were Leo Parker, Tad Dameron on piano, Gene Ramey on bass and Denzel Best on drums.
I want to remind you that you are listening to Community Radio 93.3 FM, Rockland, Maine, streaming online at wrfr.org. And that was Bluing, a Miles Davis tune from the album Dig that I'm featuring today with a similar lineup to what Paul Modian would have seen on his first trip to New York at Birdland, Miles Davis, Sonny Rollins, Jackie McLean, Walter Bishop, Tommy Potter, and Art Blakey. And before that, we heard Fats Navarro with Going to Minton's. Here's a description of Birdland that Paul Modian wrote. Birdland opened on December 15th, 1949. It was quite a place one of the most famous jazz clubs ever. Located on Broadway, between 52nd and 53rd Street, a basement club, you walk down the long, narrow stairway, paid one dollar at the ticket booth, and entered the club. The bar was on the left, and on the right side of the bar was the peanut gallery, where you could sit without paying the extra cover charge. To the right of the gallery was the large main room, tables and chairs, red and white checkered tablecloths, and there were booths along the far wall. The club could accommodate 200 to 250 people.
That was Conception, a George Shearing tune from Miles Davis's album Dig that I've been featuring today. And I'm going to continue reading from Paul's autobiography about his first trip to New York. Later, we went to Bob City, another jazz club, which was down the street on Broadway, bigger than Birdland, more like a ballroom with an upstairs section. We saw and heard the Dizzy Gillespie Big Band and the George Shearing Quintet. One of my favorites, Denzel Best, was playing drums with George Shearing. I was really in heaven. The music was breathtaking. I could not have been happier. Next up, I have the George Shearing original quintet with Denzel Best on drums. And, and I think you can hear the influence on Paul Modian's playing. Also, um, Marjorie Hyams on vibraphone, John Levy on bass, and Chuck Wayne on guitar. This was recorded in 1949 for the album Lullaby of Birdland. First, we're going to hear Nothing But D Best by Denzel Best, and then The Continental by Con Conrad and her Mag Gidson.
So I'm going to take us to the top of the hour with a shortcut from Dizzy Gillespie and his orchestra, Coast to Coast, recorded in 1950, from the Complete Jazz Series, 1949 to 1950. And then we're going to go back to one more cut from Dig, My Old Flame, um, which wasn't originally on the album, and neither was Conception. They're both bonus cuts on the CD that Paul had. So stay tuned, and we're going to stay right around 1950 when we get back from after the top of the hour.
Welcome back to the second hour of Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet. And the pre-recorded show today features an early influences on Palmodian around 1950. I'd like to thank my sponsors of the show here at Community Radio, 93.3 FM, low power, locally, Rockland, Maine, WRFR. And they are the Curator and the Dowling Walsh Gallery on Main Street in Rockland and Rockport Automotive. So we're going to start out the second hour with some Charlie Parker. And then I'm going to do some more reading from Palmodian's unpublished autobiography. So this is a Bloom Dito recorded in 1950. Thank <laughs> you. 
That was O Privav, a Charlie Parker composition, recorded on January 17, 1951, in New York City. Charlie Parker on alto saxophone, Miles Davis on trumpet, Walter Bishop Jr. on piano, Teddy Kotick on bass, and Max Roach on drums. And we started out the hour with Bloom Dito, another composition by Charlie Parker. Parker on alto, Dizzy Gillespie on trumpet, Thelonious Monk on piano, Curly Russell on bass, and Buddy Rich on drums, recorded on June 6, 1950 in New York. And now I'm going to read from Paul Modian's autobiography about his second visit to New York City. My second visit to New York City was on 4th of July weekend, 1953. I was still in the Navy at the time, and the ship I was stationed on was docked in New York that weekend. I considered myself lucky. Here was a chance to check out the, quote, Big Apple. Somehow I found out that Charlie Parker was playing on Sunday afternoon at the open door. The open door was a jazz club in Greenwich Village on the corner of 3rd and Lafayette. The open door was a place to play, one of the few places in New York. Living in New York later on, I would go there to play or hope to have a chance to sit in at the jam sessions. Trumpet players Tony Frusella and Don Joseph were legendary by the time I got to the open door. I managed to borrow some civilian clothes from a friend, and we headed to the open door. The Sunday afternoon jam sessions were produced by Bob Reisner. The musicians with Bird that afternoon were pianist Walter Bishop, Teddy Kotick on bass, Art Mardigan drums, and Brew Moore on tenor saxophone.
couldn't find a recording with Brew Moore with Charlie Parker. So what you just heard was uh, Brew Blue, a 1948 recording with the Brew Moore Quartet with Brew on tenor, Gene DeNovi on piano, Jimmy Johnson on bass, and uh, Stan Levy on drums. 
And before that, we heard uh, the 52nd Street theme, version one, from the Charlie Parker album Bluebird, volume two. And at the top of the set, we heard Ornithology. And both those tunes were live at Birdland, June 17th or 30th, 1950. Charlie Parker on alto saxophone, Bud Powell on piano, Curly Russell on bass, Fats Navarro on trumpet, and Art Blakey on drums. And the second song we heard was called Moroccan Blues, composed by Al Cohn. And it was from an album called Various Artists, The Jazz School. And that was the Art Mardigan Sextet with Don Joseph on cornet, John Williams on piano, Milt Gold on trombone, Al Cohn on tenor, and Teddy Kotick on bass, and Art Mardigan on drums. I want to remind you that you are listening to Community Radio, WRFR Low Power 93.3 Rockland, Maine, and streaming online at WRFR.org. And I'm going to continue reading about Paul Modian's second visit to New York City to the jazz club, The Open Door. And this was uh, in 1950. The club was... Oh, wait, no, I'm wrong. 1953. The club was small but quite full, with about 100 people in attendance that afternoon. I was excited. I was going to see the great Charlie Parker perform. We arrived early and sat at a table in the front row. The band started playing, and after the initial melody, Bird played the first solo, then walked towards us, picked up a chair and took it up to the bandstand, sat down while the other musicians played their solos, and proceeded to fall asleep. When it came time to take the tune out, Brumore nudged Bird with his elbow to wake him. Bird got up and they finished the tune. Next piece, same thing happened, but this time it came... I'm sorry... But this time, when it came to take the tune out, Brew nudged Bird again, but Bird didn't wake up. He had really passed out. Bob Reisner went up to the stage, really wasn't any stage, the band was set up on the floor, and tried to revive Bird with wet towels. I couldn't believe what was happening. They finally revived him, but he couldn't play anymore. A little later, Bird was standing inside by the exit door, slight smile on his face, kind of apologizing to the people as they were leaving. Bob Reisner was also standing by the door, giving people their money back as they were filing out. I was very disappointed that I didn't get to hear Bird play anymore that Sunday afternoon. I didn't know it at the time, but it was the only time I would get to hear Bird play in person. I did not condemn him for his conduct that afternoon. It seemed to be par for the course, a natural course of events. Whatever he did or however he conducted his life was okay with me. He played so beautifully. The world was lucky to have him no matter what condition he was in. And Charlie Parker died March 12th, 1955.
from the top of that set. You heard from Compact Jazz, Charlie Parker, Confirmation, a Charlie Parker tune recorded on August 4th, 1953 in New York. Charlie Parker on alto saxophone, Al Haig on piano, Percy Heath on bass, and Max Roach on drums. And then we heard a tune from the Walter Bishop Jr. Trio. And that's from a 1961 album, Speak Low, on Jazz Time Records. And they're playing Milestones, a Miles Davis tune that Paul Mordian also liked to play. Walter Bishop Jr. on piano, Jimmy Garrison on bass, and G.T. Hogan on drums. And then we went back to Charlie Parker from Compact Jazz, a recording from March 12, 1951, My Little Suede Shoes, Charlie Parker, alto, Walter Bishop Jr. piano, Teddy Kotick bass, Roy Haynes on drums, Jose Manguel on bongos, and Louis Miranda on conga. And we finished with a tune, Minor Blues, um, with the Tony Frusella and Brumore Quintet, recorded on March 22, 1954, and I don't think it was ever released on an album. Um, Tony Frusella on trumpet, Brumore on tenor saxophone, Bill Hine on drums, Bill Triglia on piano, and Teddy Kotick on bass. Um, and Teddy Kotick and Paul Modium became good friends and played a lot together. And I'm going to continue this show next week. And um, so I'll play some more of that stuff. And uh, they played with Bill Triglia and other people, too. So um, I'm glad you're listening, hoping that you're enjoying the show. And uh, I'm going to take us to the top of the hour with some more cuts of Charlie Parker's with Scrapple from the Apple and Move from Bluebird and recorded January 15, 1949 with Kenny Dorham on trumpet, Charlie Parker alto sax, Al Haig on piano, Tommy Potter on bass, and uh, Joe Harris on drums. And I hope you'll tune in next week and uh, keep resisting. Thank you. 